This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to Season 3 of Civic View. My name is Chance Levins and I'm the Public Information Manager for the City of Crestview. Our mission here at the City is to improve the quality of life by providing exceptional municipal services to our citizens. And we believe that fostering community engagement through open and transparent communication is one of the many ways we can achieve that mission. So, let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Civic View. Uh, this episode, I have, um, again, special guest, always special guest, everyone that comes on is a special guest. So on this episode, I actually have um, John Imsing of the SBDC, uh, which is the Small Business Development Centers. Is that correct, John? Center. Perfect. Centers. You got it. Center, center. Yep. Okay. So pretty close. Not bad for me on the first try. So John, first of all, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, uh, I know you're busy um, because our area is hugely populated by small businesses. That's where most of, uh, I'm, I mean, if you're not military, and I mean, even the contractors are small businesses, right? Sort of, some of them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we work with a lot of them. Okay, so first of all, we, we John and I had this joke before we got started. So a small business, right? So small business is any business that's 500 employees or less, is that correct? Or, or in general, people that work, Yes. Work? So as part of the Small Business Development Center, you know, we have federal guidelines, which are given to us through the SBA. So to be clear, we're not the SBA, which is the Small Business Administration, but we do get funding through them and we have to keep to their guidelines. So small business, less than 500 employees usually. Okay. So yeah, that's a lot, right? Like, I mean, there's, there's plenty of places that can probably get pretty big and still be considered a small business. Now, that being said, what we think of, I think, on average, when we think of a small business typically is a mom and pop shop or your local barber shop or your um, like a skateboard shop here on Main Street or any of the businesses on Main Street. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess even the do places that are part of what I would think of like a franchise like Century 21 and some of those others, since they're still independent, are they considered small business or? Yes, we could still work with some of them. Cool. Okay. So speaking of working, so tell me kind of what, what, what does that look like? So if someone comes to see you on a Thursday at Mm -hmm. the Chamber of Commerce, because that's when you are in our area um, and it's, it's free, right? Yes. No cost. That's right. Free. Everybody loves <laughs> the big free. selling point. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so it doesn't cost you any taxpayer money and it doesn't cost you any money out of your pocket. No, we already have the taxpayer money. So you're covered there. Come get your value. <laughs> yeah. It came from the state. It didn't come from us. I swear. No. Um, <laughs> so, so, uh, so someone comes to see you on at the chamber on a Thursday. Uh, that's the Crestview, greater area, Crestview chamber of commerce. If you don't know what it says, it's north end of town next to the community center, commerce drive, you know, so, um, how, what, what happens? What, what, What's one of the things that would go on? It's like, okay, so for instance, I want to get my side hustle going uh, with a video business. I come to you. What does that look like? Yeah, so I'll start with kind of the traditional way that people reach out. So we have main offices over in Pensacola, Fort Walton Beach, and Panama City. So every state has an SBDC, and every region of a state is covered by an SBDC. Over here at the SBDC at UWF, we pretty much cover everything in the central time zone from Pensacola, where I'm normally based out of, when I'm not out here on Thursdays, all the way to uh, Panama City-ish area. Okay. So most people will find us through our website and fill out what's known as a request for consulting. Basically, this binds us to confidentiality, and it's a requirement before we can meet with you. 
Uh, whenever I meet with people over here in my outreach center, I have printed copies of it. So essentially, it would start with anyone coming to see me. They would fill out one of those forms. It has the assistance you're looking for, general demographic information. And then we would kind of kick it off. We would talk about, you know, what is your personal situation? What are the goals you're looking to work towards? Um, it looks a little different for every client. So somebody who comes to me and is, is in business already and might be looking to hire their first employee or purchase the building they've been leasing, that would look a lot different than somebody that said, hey, I just had this great idea. What's the next step? Yeah, how can I make this Yeah, happen? yeah. What's a business plan? How do right. I get started well, on a business? I was going to ask you. I was going to say, so the first thing I'd ask you is this. Can you please help me put a business plan <laughs> together? Because I have no idea how to do that. <laughs> yes, and that's one of the big things we help people with. Um, it's kind of across the board, right? So we work with people that aren't in business and people who are. And we teach, we have workshops in addition to the no-cost consulting. We also have workshops that we put on on a bunch of business-relevant topics. Could be things like marketing, HR. There's a variety of things we'll have. Uh, but one of the big ones is starting a business. That's by far the most popular. Um, and it's catered to people that want to know, okay, I've had an idea or I'm evaluating an idea. Where do I start from there? Is it a business plan? What is it? And most of the time, people will have gone through that class prior to meeting with me. Okay. Um, but if people come and talk with me first, I'm happy to walk them through those processes and get the ball rolling. All right. And so how long um, how long have you been with SBDC? So I've been with the SBDC three years now. Okay. Do you have your own small business or have you ever had your own small business? No. So I'm in the minority for our consultants in All that. Right. I haven't had my own small business, but I was fortunate prior to coming to the SBDC. I worked for a great small business. It was uh, Third Planet Brewing over in Niceville. Sure. It was really neat. I got to be a part of that, see it grow. Back in the day, it was named 17th fastest growing brewery in the U.S., so that was very exciting. I was glad to be a part of the team when that happened, but um, so I did get to see an angle from there, and my background is in marketing. So you, so you understand, you understand the difficulties and challenges a small business can face, and and the the struggle of, you know, being sometimes you, I think small businesses uh, become a, or. I don't know how to say this. I'm not going to, I'm not trying to offend <laughs> anybody, but so, sometimes you can become a casualty to your own environment when you, when you're, maybe you have a great idea, but the place where you are isn't quite ready uh, for that great idea. Right. So you, you open up a cupcake, cup, cupcake shop and the, and the place where you're at, it's not really ready for a cupcake shop. Now, if you're really good at it, maybe all of a sudden now, you know, they're ready for one, but mm -hmm. you know, so, but having some of these, uh, having someone like you that you know you could go talk to and put some foundational things in place before you just jump in a building and start chucking cupcakes might be helpful, I'm guessing. Yeah, and that's <laughs> a big thing. We want to see businesses pop up, or we want to see businesses pop up that are ready and that have the best chance of success. Um, kind of what you're touching on, right? Market research, making sure, you know, are the demographics right for your industry? What's the traffic count? What's coming through here? Is this a good area? Is it feasible? You know, one of the nice things about being through the university is we have access to uh, databases and demographic tools, and that helps us a lot with our clients who are either looking to evaluate a potential property or place for the first time or looking to expand. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I'm going to share a little bit about my education. Uh, I got to use some of those databases uh, because we were working on a project for Seville Quarter, uh, um, advertising campaign project, and the you, if you have access to the tools we did, I went to UWF. Um, they're very powerful analytical tools with a ton of information that absolutely would be helpful to anyone that's looking to try to, you know, start a business. I'm sure. 
Yeah, they're fantastic. I mean, everything from uh, Ibis World Industry Reports that give you a breakdown of trends and a lot of things. Yeah, that's probably one you were quite familiar (laughs) with. Those reports are very thorough, um, and we help look through those for you. Uh, Other ones like Demographics Now that give you a lot of the demographics information we talked about. Um, There's something called Profit Sense that gives us, you know, average industry financials. So if you're looking to kind of benchmark where you at relative to others, are our costs in line, are our revenue in line, um, things of that nature, that can be a really powerful tool. Yeah, and all of that sounds extremely overwhelming, especially if you don't know what any of that stuff means. But that's why John's here, because he can help you navigate that data and apply it to, you know, your scenario. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. This is what uh, our time is earmarked for. This is what our job is here to earmarked for. We'll find that information. We'll help walk you through it. We'll break down the relevant parts. And uh, yeah, we'll try and help make sure it enables you to make the best business decisions you can. Cool. So um, then how come we don't have awesome shoe store here in town? Right. You're supposed to be helping us. I'm just messing with you. You didn't come see me last Thursday. I'm ready. (laughs) I'm just messing with you. That's one of the things people are always upset about is we need a shoe store. And I'm like, well, you know, start one. Right. Someone's got to get the ball rolling. Now I can give give me some of your cards. I'm going to say, this is John. You can go see him on Thursdays. He's going to help you get a shoe store going. And then then we have it. Right. We have a flip flop shop coming now down to downtown. I'm pretty excited about that because I have to drive all the way to Sandestin (laughs) to get flip flops. And it's difficult because I have large feet and finding cool, comfortable flip flops uh, is something that I'm actually excited about. I know some people aren't, but whatever. It is what it is. So, um, so, okay. So we kind of have an idea of, um, what what you could do for us, you know, how how what that process looks like. Um, do you do you work through like do you set a timeline and you're like we're gonna spend the next three months working through this, or do you just work with someone until you feel like you've got them where they need to be? Like, how does that process work? So I like to say it's kind of guided by the client and their needs. Um, I can do as much or as little, and so can my fellow consultants. So it's certainly not me. I think we have eleven consultants across the entire region, oh, wow. variety of okay. backgrounds. Uh, a couple of CPAs, some people uh, that specialize in business valuations, a lot of different skill sets in the office um, that you can tap into. But uh, yeah, the duration really depends on the project and what the client's looking for. You know, sometimes people are looking to start a business or they're just looking to get some of that initial market research and determine if it's feasible and they're doing it around their current job. So they're kind of doing it on their own timeline. There may be, maybe it is, maybe it isn't time sensitive. Then other times, there's a little more of a fire lit under a project where it's, hey, by XYZ date, we need to have this, or I'm looking to run a sales campaign that's going to end on this date. You know, Can you help me evaluate it? These are how the metrics are looking. What can we do to optimize? So it really depends. But uh, yeah, I have many clients that I've done one-off reports, and they've been happy. Then I have some that I still talk with years later. I mentioned I'm in year three, so we may, maybe don't talk as much as we did during the initial report, but sure. we'll still touch base on progress, make sure things are on track. So yeah, there can absolutely be a continuous relationship. That's uh that's cool because having that foundational support and then and then having that there, you know, if I'm a year and a half into something and and maybe uh, some of my cells have fallen off or I feel like I'm struggling a little bit, you know, if I have that resource that I can still go back to, um, and and we've had that relationship, you know, I we have that trust and I could say, you know, John, I'm really struggling with this. What do you think I should do or where do you think I, sh- you know where you think I'm messing up here or something like that. I think that's probably very powerful for people to have just that sense of um, safety, I guess, or security. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people like that we can kind of be a soundboard. I mentioned that we're confidential. We're no cost because of that funding we get from the SBA, the state and the university level. So, uh, you know, we can be a good resource even for some people that maybe don't know exactly how we can help them. Some people just want to talk it out. And I think one of the biggest things is it's so easy. You know, we, we see it a lot where people get so caught up in the operations 
they're working in their business, not necessarily on their business. And so, you know, you don't want the wheels to fall off. You've got to keep the show going. Um, but maybe you're not able to hit some of those ambitious goals that you set earlier. And then just like this year, it seems to, you know, every year flies by, you're like, wow, we're a quarter through or right? we're halfway through the yeah. year. Am I, am I any closer to my goals? Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I am, I can't believe that March is almost over. I'm just like, what happened? And we're halfway through the fiscal year already. I got my thing. I got to do my budget for my division. And I'm just like, wait, what? It's hold on. And I'm like, yep, we're halfway through already. So yeah, it goes, it really does. Um, especially when you're busy and being busy is what you want to be when you're anything, government, business, whatever. So, so speaking on that, we mentioned earlier that, um, it's free. Uh, and the, so I'm going to ask you, you know, where does, where does some of that funding come from? Yeah, absolutely. So we get funding in three parts. Uh, we get funding at the federal level from the SBA, which is the small business administration. People might be familiar with them. They heard about them with, uh, the PPP loans, yep, paycheck absolutely. protection, yeah. um, EIDL, which is the economic injury and disaster loans. That was both of those programs were obviously very relevant through COVID over the last few years. So, uh, we helped answer a lot of questions. We stayed up on them. We helped clients gather documents. We helped them apply for forgiveness and other things. We're not a lender. We don't have back of house uh, access to things like whenever people would submit, they would still have to go through. There's something called the PDC recons if they were having issues. So uh, we helped walk a lot of people through it. But anyway, that was all to say from the federal level, we get money from the SBA, but we're not the SBA. Uh, we also get state performance funds. So we are no cost, but we have to demonstrate our value. Sure. We, we've been around for over 45 years here in Florida. Actually, the SBDC at UWF, every SBDC is tied to a university. Ours for this region's UWF was one of the nine pilot programs, I believe, for the entire nation. So, wow. Yes. He has a, so that's like grassroots from the get-go there. Yes, one of the originals. Yes. All right. Well, I so I'm in Argo, so I'm just going to say go Argos. Absolutely. Go and, Argos. Uh, um, I think that's really awesome. And uh yeah so so while i say it's free it no, nothing's free obviously but um i mean when it comes to spending tax dollars i think taking money and putting it into the local economy helping people become entrepreneurs helping people achieve their dreams things like that that stuff is hugely valuable and very important to any area you know you want to thrive if you want to succeed so yeah, absolutely. And we like to tie it to metrics, right? That way we're not just saying, hey, we're out there in the community. I mean, we're measured. There's a third-party survey that goes out at the end of every year. I think it's ran out of Tallahassee. Um, there's a company that does it for us, and they reach out to all our clients. They check on satisfaction results. They check on impact results, uh, new businesses created, new jobs created, sales growth, capital access in the form of either, you know, could be loans, could be grants, um, could be equity injections, all these things. But we tie all our metrics to it. Uh, that way we can demonstrate and continue to get funding by saying, hey, we're net positive for the taxpayer. Cool. So so um, let me let me let me ask you this then, right? So you're talking about the value that you give and we've talked about that from the beginning. We've talked mm -hmm. about some of that. So um uh is there any is there any just like sage wisdom or advice that you can that you can just give someone so so what i'm targeting here is we always hear these stories they're kind of cheesy you know there's you see these commercials where there's a person say it, well it's nike's ad right just do it right mm -hmm. so you're just yep. sitting there on the couch and you have this great idea but the the thought of how you make that a thing an actual thing, right? You know, mm -hmm. like when you take the, in marketing, they say when you take the idea and you turn it into the widget, right? The widget is the end result. Like, so 
Um, is there is there any advice besides just do it, <laughs> or uh, just come see John? That you can. Well, I'm that, sure a lot of small business owners would say there is no finish line. Yeah. Uh, no. Well, sure. I mean, what would be the? Well, I guess maybe selling your business eventually could be a finish line for you. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. That would be one of the more optimistic ends to it. Absolutely. Um, it's kind of hard because, of course, it's business specific. But if I had to give one big overarching thing, it would probably be stay proactive versus reactive. Um, this can be on everything from your initial planning to, you know, sometimes people have disaster plans. We're in an area that has hurricanes coming or maybe they're a victim of their own success and they grew too quick and the yeah. processes didn't scale with them. Now they're noticing a little bit uh, worse reviews. Maybe things have gotten a little sloppier either behind the scenes or customer facing. Their cupcakes just aren't as good. That's they right. Just don't, the, the frosting peaks don't stay in the way they used to. When I come in, it doesn't smell as good as it used to. You don't have that flavor that I really liked anymore. You just, yeah, whenever you went 10 times sales, you know, you just couldn't keep up in the cupcake game. Um, yeah, I would say be proactive, though, versus reactive. By having a plan, things change. Things are very fluid. Absolutely. Um, yeah, for sure. Whether you're starting a business and have a business plan or you're trying to follow through on a marketing plan, stay ahead of it. Set your goals. Try and hold yourself accountable or find a member of your team or anyone like with our organization that you can meet with and talk about it. Um, and there's a lot of great resources in the entrepreneurial ecosystem in the area. So there's a lot of things at your disposal. But yeah, plan ahead, stay proactive. Yeah, okay. That's that's really great advice. I mean, that's good advice just in general. <laughs> to be a successful adult <laughs> is is be be a bit more proactive, be a little less reactive, right? And plan ahead. I mean, that's the, what's that, the ant versus the grasshopper or whatever <laughs> is the, the old adage on that one. Um so, uh, I, I, let's see. So, so I, I, I'm trying to think if, if there's any, any questions here. Um, uh, we, we talked a bit about, um, you know, the services that you offer, the way someone goes about getting, getting those services, the, the fact that it's not just you, that it, it's a network of people, right? So that's right. if you do have your business, but maybe you want to learn about marketing and you, and, and things like that, we, they can reach out to you. There's also classes and things. Mm -hmm. So if someone wanted to get into some of those classes, how would they get access to that? So they would go through our website. So sbdc.uwf.edu, they can look at all the training. Uh, as I mentioned, our region covers everywhere from Panama city over towards Pensacola. We try and make sure we have workshops in a lot of the major, um, cities and regions across there. Um, Crest used my outreach center, for example, in early May. I think it's Tuesday the 3rd from 1 to 4. I'll be having a starting a business course over here at the Crestview Chamber. Okay. Cool. Um, a lot of our workshops will be over in, say, Pensacola, um, Fort Walton Beach, Panama City. But we absolutely try and make sure we, we host them everywhere and we make them accessible. And we do have some virtual and webinar options, too. Okay. And that, again, that's, uh, what's the website again? That's sbdc.uwf.edu. And that's the same place you would go to request consulting if you want any of our services. So, so it's like the first step you take is you need to go to the website. Yeah, that's exactly right. Or of course, you know, I have open office hours. You can come talk to me and I'll help walk you through it, but that's essentially what you would need to do. Right on. Okay. Um, so we, uh, is there, is there anything that we haven't covered that you want to kind of go over or um, maybe just to add a couple of, so I did mention things that are confidential, right? Our client list, we do have information releases for some of our clients that we consider success stories. So if you hear me mention anything specific, just know we have permission to do so. Um, but just to add a couple of real world examples, cause I know a lot of people here consultant and maybe it's kind of a gray area. You don't know. Okay. You know, what exactly could you do for me or what types of services? Yeah. 
Um, I mean, why am I going to tell you all my ideas? If you yeah. Steal them and give them yeah. Who is this person? Yeah. What do you actually, I come in, I do it. What can I expect? And of course, it really depends on your goals and your specific situation. Um, but, you know, I've helped work with a lot of people on their business plans. And I will mention this, too. So we're consultants. So we help provide framework. I help a lot of people with knowing um, legally what do they need to open their business. You know, have you created your entity with the state through SunBiz? You know, do you have an EIN from the IRS? Do you have local business tax? I was about to say, did you pay a BTR? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, here's the plug for you. Jump yeah. on in. Um yeah, that's actually something that quite a few people have never heard of sometimes. Right. So, yeah. yeah, if you're outside the realm, uh, that's something to be aware of. Uh, and we also work with a lot of people that are in business already. And like I mentioned before, you might be looking to purchase a building or maybe expand or hire. We'll help sit down and walk you through, hey, what are these forms that I need? Where do I need to submit them to? And kind of the distinction is I describe us as the academic arm. So we provide a lot of reports. We'll help walk people through. What we don't do is, for example, my background's in marketing. So I might look through someone's website or they might share analytics with me and I might provide feedback or suggestions. But what I don't do is I don't run the campaign. So that's kind of the distinction. I mentioned earlier we have two CPAs in-house. They answer people who have QuickBooks questions, bookkeeping, accounting questions all the time. But they're not who you would go to to file your taxes. So that is kind of the distinction. We're not really operational level, but we can help make sure you're aware of what you need to do and that you're doing it correctly. Sure, and I'm sure I'm sure the the CPAs can help people find uh, an accounting firm, you know, to to go do business with, right? Absolutely. I mean, we help connect people with resources. We never have, you know. Because of how we're funded, we never have just any one yeah, angle well, that we right. send it. I, yeah, I was like, after I said that, I was like, you know what, I'm government. I can't tell someone to go to one specific place, but you can help provide them with a resource to get access to these different ones and, you know, help them go. Well, for instance, I'm sure that you could help them. And you too, as a, as with a marketing background, if someone was looking to run some kind of marketing campaign, they wanted to reach out to a marketing firm. There, there's different types of firms and you, you know, maybe you don't need to go find the place that's in Atlanta, the place that's down in Valpy, you probably could get it done for you. You may have some local resources. Yeah. So you may have been given a contract and want to know, you know, hey, is this, you know, is there anything else I should be doing? Is there anything else I should be looking at? You know, what other local options or resources do I have? Yes. So holistically and big picture wise yeah we can work with that cool um i have a question for you so uh growing up we were always there was always this uh like an adage i guess you could say or there may be another way to put it but like the 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 failure rate for small business is super super high right so like is that statistic fairly accurate was it it's huge, right? It's like 90-something or clo- over 90-something percent. Oh, I'm going to forget. Years. Yeah, it's 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 tallied by the years, the number of years you go out. I'd have to check and see what the most current statistic is. But no, I mean, it is very true. And, uh, you know, the unfortunate reality is a lot of small businesses eventually do end up needing to close or the owners may change their priorities and things may shift. Uh, but going back into what I said before, by being proactive, by planning and doing things ahead of time, you give yourself the best chance of being one of those businesses that becomes a staple in the community or reaches new goals or you're able to have an exit strategy for 10, 15 years to where you meet your retirement goals, whatever it may be. Um, but a lot of it comes down to planning and doing things up front. Once again, you know, if you're already locked into, unfortunately, a poor lease or you're in, you know, not an ideal location for your business or you've taken this big investment that didn't pay off, you know, those are hard times to kind of recalibrate. And it's not that you can or it's not that we won't help you, but you can often save yourself a lot of headaches by doing some extra work up front. So sometimes that can slow the process down. 
Um, but back to your adage earlier, you know, yeah. slow, slowing down and doing it correct right. is usually the way to go. And be, be the ant, not the grasshopper. That's what John says. So, um, already, uh, now you, you said it's your outreach centers or Crestview is your outreach. So that's, those are Thursdays. Again, your, what are your office hours again? So every Thursday from nine to 3 PM over at the chamber of commerce off commerce drive. Is that, so are the, the nine to three, is that open office hours? Like? Yeah, that's open. I'll occasionally have some meetings scheduled in there. Sometimes I might, uh, break away to go get a coffee at lunchtime, but how dare you? I know, um, <laughs> the things that get us through the day, but no, for the most part, that is completely open office hours. Please come in almost every Thursday. I have an opening too. And, uh, my information can also be provided through the chamber. If you want to get my number and reach out to me directly or my email, uh, I'm happy to either reach out to you at your convenience by either email or phone. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, I mean, we've pretty much, we've just about gone a uh, full 25 minutes here, so I don't have to hit you with the, the unprepared or the question I didn't prepare you oh, for. I was ready for a curveball. Yeah, All right. Know you, yeah. But it's cool. No. Um, I, I think this is, uh, so I want to take a minute just to talk here a little bit, you know, as I mentioned before, um, I think it was before we were recording, but I've said it, if people listen to this podcast, they know, you know, I have two family members that have had successful small businesses, um, in within the city limits for decades and decades. And one's been sold. The other one, my dad's so hard at work, but, um, to me, and this is going to sound cheesy, but it's the truth, right? So, so the heart of our community stems a lot from small business and supporting small business and because um, they provide jobs, they provide uh, local taxes, they provide revenue, all those kinds of things. And um, so obviously I'm going to say this, please support small business, please support your local businesses. Um, that's not to say that you can't, that's not to say don't go to Taco Bell because you, that may be a franchise and that, but that's usually a person that might have come to John to say, Hey, I'm looking at buying a Taco Bell franchise. Can you help me figure out how that's something I can make happen? Right. So, um, those things are all very important to our local economy as, as there's the people that contribute as are the military bases, you know, especially here in our area, it's very unique because we have multiple military bases and some of our growth has been because of that. And we're very grateful um, for Absolutely. that as well. Uh, but, um, you know, your local government and your local economy are the things that affect you more than anything else on a daily basis. You know, despite, I say this all the time, you know, despite what the media tries to tell you, despite what you see on Facebook, the truth is the things that are happening right in front of your face that we tend to pay attention to the least are the things that, uh, are most important, right? So there's so many times that people are looking for things. I see it on word of mouth, like, Hey, does it, is there a, a place in town that does this or a place in town that does that? And people are like, yeah, there's like three different places that do that, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, I'm going to plug the chamber for a second here. Please, <laughs> so absolutely. What I'm say they do a lot of One great of the work. ways that you can help get in front of other people, meet these other people, get those types of things, join your local area chamber of commerce, join some of your other, uh, social clubs and things like that. Um, and, and take advantage of the, uh, tools and resources that John offers, that SBDC offers, and 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 your local government does. If they're ones that your local government offers, I'm hopefully I'm not getting anyone in trouble right now. But um, you know, we want people to be successful. John wants people to be successful because the only way all of us are successful is if we're successful together, right? So um, that's my big kumbaya speech for this episode. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I mean, community push. We're all in it together. Right, Small exactly. Small businesses are the heart of it and uh, anything we can do to strengthen it. We've got a good community and I think we can continue to grow it and make it even stronger. And small business is 
one of the forefronts of that. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, small business raised me, so I'm all about it. Um, so again, uh, John, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, I really appreciate, um, I, you know, this is your day to be here with the community. So I'm sorry if I took you away from a local, um, a person who could use your help this afternoon. I apologize for that. <laughs> I really, I had two meetings earlier, so I think I'm good, okay, but, uh, cool. yeah, thank you so much chance. This was great. I appreciate the chance to talk to the community. Uh, we like to joke, like I'm sure so many do, about being one of the best kept secrets out there. And we hope to not be the best kept secret for forever. So right. please, um, we are no cost. Feel free to reach out. If we can help you, we're absolutely going to. And we're a good resource for uh, a lot of different folks. And one thing I did men- uh, did forget to mention earlier is uh, for the government contractors out there, we actually do have PTAC services, which stands for Procurement Technical Assistance Center. Um, in our region, that's headed up by a woman named Leslie Wynn and Aisha Hader. So if there's any government contractors out there that have any questions on, that's kind of a different world for me, but uh, 8A Contracting, uh, I think it's Beta Sam's, everything along there, please reach out. They're the specialists. They're happy to help you. And once again, these are no-cost services, and we have a community that's heavily based in that. Yes, we do. I'd be remiss if I didn't plug that to No, absolutely, absolutely. So um, I just want to say, as always, thank you to everyone that takes the time to uh, listen to these, engage with us civically, um, because... Uh, John may not be a part of, uh, you know, city hall here, but when you engage with him, you're still engaging civically because civic funding is where, uh, John is at. Right. So, and that's all part of it. Um, thank you to WAZ, WJSB for playing these on Saturday morning. And, um, just thank you in general to, you know, our citizens and all the people in the surrounding area that help support our local economy, uh, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, and those who um, also frequent them. And with that, that's going to do it. Uh, Thank you, Crestview. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. You can hear new episodes every Friday on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and on our website at www.cityofcrestview.org. Civic View is a public affairs program produced and recorded right here at City Hall and is also featured Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. on WAAZ-FM and WJSB-AM. Our music is recorded, produced, and performed by Scott Holmes, and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at City of Crestview. And with that, I'll say be safe, Crestview, and I'll catch you next time.